Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome to Coast to Coast. Let me tell you about uh, Peter Vronsky. He's an author, filmmaker, investigative historian. He's the author of a couple books on the history and psychology of serial homicides. He began writing about serial killers after he had brief random encounters with two different serial killers before they were apprehended, one in New York City back in 1979, the other in Moscow in Moscow in 1990. He has a Ph.D. in history from the University of Toronto. His book is called Sons of Cain, A History of Serial Killers from the Stone Age to the Present. Peter, welcome to the program. Looking forward to this. Hi, George. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. That statistic that I read about the FBI saying that at any given time, there might be 25 to 50 serial killers roaming just throughout the United States. Do you think that's pretty accurate? Um, you know, we don't really know. Uh, it's, it's a good guess, uh, probably towards the lower end, you know, towards the 20s, because in in general, there's been a decline in, in ordinary homicides and in serial homicides as well in the last, uh, you know, 15, 18 years. But, um, yeah, at least 25, I would estimate. If there's a decline, what would cause the decline? That's the mystery. If we only knew, right, we would yeah. spray some more of that stuff, whatever it is. Tell, tell. Um, we don't know, but you know, crime tends to happen in in waves. You have surges, you have peaks and and, and valleys. Um, you, you know, you may know even in in cities, you have sometimes clusters of of of, of shootings, um, and we don't understand why these clusters occur, but they do. They sure do. They sure do indeed. With with the serial killer, I've always believed, Peter that they are created almost at birth, possibly by their parents doing horrendous things to them. What do you think? Um, I think that's part of the formula. Um, It's probably, um, you know, all sorts of, it can, you know, it's not necessarily parents. It could be the neighbor. It could be fellow kids. Um, But, you know, that horrible thing, the trauma, uh, indeed, it, it, we believe it happens very early in, in childhood that some serial killers are formed in their um, fantasies and in their angers and hurts as early as five years old. Wow. Are they, are they born or created? Well, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, and, you know, I'm arguing in my book, Sons of Cain, that... We're all sons of Cain. We're born with this capacity for serial violence because, you know, in the uncivilized world, out in the jungle or in the cave, where most of the time human beings in their history have spent, 
um, we have to be serial killers. Um, if we weren't, if we didn't have that capacity, we'd be dead ourselves very quickly. So our entire species is is capable of this kind of violence. And so I argue that all those things you described, the opposite, right? Good parenting, a stable family, uh, a, a happy environment, um, unmakes most of us as these born serial killers we are. We become civilized. We learn how to inhibit our violent um, impulses. That's not the case for this small minority of human beings that become serial killers. So, uh, you know, it's we're, we're essentially, the majority of us are unmade, and what remains are the serial killers. I'm familiar with just a few serial killers of modern times, of course. Uh, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, Ed Gein. I mean, there seems to be a lot of them in the same time period. Exactly. It's what, um, you know, some historians of true crime are, are, are calling, you know, the golden age of serial killers, um, where you had these kind of almost um, superstar celebrities that we all knew just the way, you know, you had rattled off their names, the Ted Bundys, um, you know, Richard Ramirez's, and they all seem to come from this three-decade period between 1970 um, and uh, 1999. Um, and in fact, when you, when you look at the 20th century and all the serial killers in it, um, over 80% appear in this three-decade period between 1970 and 1999. Something must have happened during that time period. It's this huge surge. Um, you, you know, there were, and in that period, there were sometimes up to as many as, um, you know, 300, 350 uh, new serial killers every decade. Most serial killers are white males, right? That's a myth. Um, it's, uh, by now, statistically, it's uh, almost 50-50. White males um, and uh, um, African Americans, um, Asians um, make up the other half. Okay. Right? So, it, and what about sex? Does do we six, do we ever have female serial killers? Uh, one in six serial killers, an extraordinary around sixteen to seventeen percent, are women. Huh. We just don't realize that. No, we don't. They kill in a different way. That's why. Um, you know, they're called the quiet uh, killers. So, so often we have to think twice before we recognize a female serial killer. The motivation, Peter, generally of a serial killer is what? Are they looking for the same kind of victim? And then what's that motivation? Well, the motivation we think for female serial killers and male serial killers is mostly about control. Control over the victim, control over themselves, control over the trauma that they're trying to fantasize their way out of. Uh, but it's about control. 
do they actually enjoy the killing? Not all serial killers. Um, you know, for some serial killers, it's not about the killing at all. It's, um, you know, they may want to harvest your liver or your skin or some body part. Um, they may want to um, use you as a um, sexual object in a way that um, embarrasses them, and they prefer that you were dead. And, and they see it as a chore. It's something that they don't necessarily want to be doing, but have to to arrive at that one thing they need. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer, for example. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer wanted to have a body close to him, a person, like somebody he had total control over, mm -hmm. almost like a zombie sex doll. And, and so um, to avoid killing, one of the things he tried to do is he tried to inject battery acid into the brain of one of his victims. Oh, jeez. And, and, and the intention was to zombify him, essentially. And, and, of course, you know, that failed. It doesn't work. He ended up killing that person. Didn't he have a victim uh, escape his house or something like that? That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, the controversy at that time, um, you know, was that, that um, a police patrol returned him back to Jeffrey Dahmer, thinking that it was a, um, a gay lover's spat. Oh, unbelievable. Now, do the serial killers all kill the same sex? I mean, will, will one serial killer kill all men, another will kill all women? They don't, they don't mix and match, do they? Um, the majority don't. I'm, I'm just, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, depends on the motive. Um, because if we're talking about lust killers, sexual um, killers, uh, then we're uh, talking about, of course, whatever sexual predilection they have, kind of being focused on that. But, you know, you have, for example, the case of the Zodiac killer who mm -hmm. killed, um, you know, there were males as much as he killed females. Right. Um, it depends on you know, the class of serial killer, because you, you have the sexual serial killers, but you also have so-called missionary serial killers that um, are on some mission to eliminate a certain kind of victim, for example, um, serial killers who focus on homeless people. Uh, and, and it could be male or female, right? That's interesting. That is, I mean, do they have something against homeless people? Something absolutely. must have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they may, uh, you know, homeless people in, in, in general, serial killers target those people that are devalued by society in general. Because they feel they won't be missed? That's part of it, but partly because society encourages them to objectify these people as being um, you know, uh, suitable for, for death. So we see um, devalued victims like runaway kids, um, homeless, um, inner city, mm -hmm. poor, uh, 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 
street prostitutes and 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 so forth so so um society discounts these victims i mean you can just see it the difference when say a street prostitute in an inner city um ghetto she's uh, crack addicted um and and is is murdered um and a white child in a suburb is murdered uh, the difference between what page that's going to appear in the in the newspaper or in the television report is 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 very evident. Oh, it's the the small child will get the headlines all the time. Absolutely, as will the missing girl on campus, because mm-hmm. those are people we value more in our society than a drug addicted homeless prostitute. Peter, are you called in by law enforcement at all for any of these possibilities? Um, no, you know, and I don't present myself as a um, forensic expert. I'm a historian, um, and 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 so I, I I look at you know certainly how law enforcement operates. I look how these cases are investigate investigated, um, and I look as well as how psychiatrists have developed the various psychopathologies and theories for why there are serial killers and and how they have occurred in the past so that's that's essentially my 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 field um i'm i'm uh i have not been called by uh, law enforcement but you know you never know Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.